From Simon Field on the campus of D.C. Everest High School, I'm Chris Conley. Better late than never, the Evergreens are on the air. I know you're, you're listening to this as a podcast, so how would you know? This game was supposed to start at 5, and we're getting ready for first pitch, but it's around 7.20 in the evening. Bus problems from our visitors, the Hudson Raiders. They arrived about 15 minutes ago. They've taken a quick infield and will be ready for baseball. But we are going to be playing into the night. And, you know, which team would you rather be? The team that was stranded on the side of the highway waiting for their new bus to come? Or the Evergreens who have been staying here at the ballpark and they've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for their opponent to arrive. Couple of changes. Brock Babish was originally listed as the starting pitcher for the Evergreens. He will DH and will not go in this game. Josh Hopkins will make his second start of the season. Josh pitched over at the uh, tournament in Wapan in what was a five-inning shortened game. He took the loss as the Evergreens lost to Wasota by a score of 7-4. Uh, One of two losses on that day. That was, what, three weeks ago. Hudson comes in with a flashy 10-2 and record. They did play yesterday, and they lost to New Richmond 2-1, to so they're looking to get back on track. Let's give you the starting lineups as the Evergreens are about to take the field, and we'll get underway. Only thing that you don't like about uh, starting so late is the Evergreens are playing a triangular tomorrow. And they'll be back in action at 10 a.m. So you and I are going to be spending a lot of quality time together from tonight. And then tomorrow when the Evergreens have two more games. The Evergreens play at 10 a.m. Saturday morning against Holman. And then the Evergreens play Superior around 3.30. With the Holman and Superior playing each other as the middle game. But that is Saturday. And we are finally ready for Friday baseball. Here's the batting order for the visiting Hudson Raiders. Third baseman will lead off. That's Willie Balmer. Braden Descharmes will play second base and will bat second. His brother Brennan is also in the starting lineup tonight. Jake Busson is the shortstop. He'll bat third. Owen Weege is the first baseman batting fourth. In right field, there is Brennan Descharmes, who will bat fifth. Catching is Hunter Carlson, sixth. Kyler Javi is the DH. He'll hit for the pitcher, Logan Van Berg. Javi will bat seventh. Ben Land is in left field. He'll bat eighth. And in center field, Landon Zuli, who will bat ninth. Again, for visiting Hudson, 12 games, 10 wins. Bomber, Braden Ducharme, Busson, Weege, Brennan Ducharme, Carlson, Javi, Land, and Zuli. For the home standing D.C. Everest Evergreens, Kyler Soppy, who was 3-for-3 when last seen against Stevens Point, he'll lead off, play second base. Nate Langman gets a start today. He'll be in left field and will bat second. Mitch Danielski hits third and plays in right field. Brock Babish, again, who was originally penciled as the starting pitcher for the Evergreens, will D.H. and will hit for the pitcher Josh Hopkins. Chris Weisman, shortstop, will bat fifth. Noah Chimalewski starts at first base. He'll bat sixth. Nick Cotter, seventh, will catch. Wyatt Miles plays third base. He'll bat eighth. And Preston Miller, who had a couple of great defensive plays when the Evergreens played on Wednesday, he'll bat ninth and play center field. Threw out a runner from center field, saved the Evergreens a run, and also had a diving catch. So for the homestanding Evergreens today, the batting order is... Sapi, Langbin, Danielski, Babish, Wiesman, Shimaluski, Cotter, Miles, and Miller. 
while the sun is setting over the right field fence. No excuse for being late for today's, uh, today's game, right? Everyone's work day is over. Everest crowd staying around. We appreciate that. Let's go down to field level for the national anthem. Remove your cap and join in the singing of the Star Spangled Banner. On my way up to the press box to pass the umpires for today's game, jokingly said, get them swinging tonight, Blue, and had a knowing smile. Yes, sir. In fact, our umpires today will be working the triangular tomorrow. So these guys have a game tonight, and then they'll be working again tomorrow. Cha-ching for the umpires. Evergreens are wearing their black home jerseys, white pants, green numerals, and yellow trim. Taking his warm-up tosses. Right now is the Evergreens, Josh Hopkins. Here's the defense behind him. Nate Langbin is in left. Preston Miller's in center. And Mitch Danielski's in right. Wyatt Miles is playing third base. Chris Wiesman's the shortstop. Kyler Soppy's at second base. And Noah Shimalewski catches. The Evergreens have Nick Cotter catching. And Josh Hopkins will soon be ready to work. Senior right-hander making his second start of the season. So Hudson's an accomplished team. In fact, we think that when the season is done, Hudson and the Evergreens, they're in the same sectional when we get into postseason play. Hudson could very well be the number one or number two seed in this sectional. Although right now they are in second place in the Big Rivers behind Eau Claire North. In fact, both teams have two losses in league play. Just Eau Claire North has played more games. Eau Claire North is 7-2, and two, and Hudson is 5-2 and two in league play. The Evergreens arrive here with a 4-4 four and four record. 2 nothing losers on Wednesday to Spash in a game where, you know, the Evergreens didn't play poorly at all. Evergreens had a lot of base runners, had men in scoring position. Evergreens were just missing the timely hit to make that game a little bit closer. But the Evergreens played well against Spash and fell 2 nothing which evens them at 4-4 four and four on the year. Ready for baseball. Willie Balmer will lead off. And better late than never, we are underway. Well, one more warm-up pitch before Nick Cotter throws down. Not sure why Brock Babish, who was scheduled to pitch today, is not. Babish was over at the trainer's table for a moment. Again, he, not, not something so wrong that he can't be in the lineup. He's DHing. 
and may wind up pitching tomorrow with the Evergreens of two more games. Willie Bomber is in. We're ready for baseball. First pitch is strike one at the numbers, and we are underway. Josh Hopkins struggled with his control in his earlier start, but now at home, friendly confines of Simon Field, maybe that's a little bit better. Cutter, swing and a miss. Bomber is right over the top. I was watching Hopkins as he was warming up before we came on the air. Hopkins, pretty good velocity on that fastball. Pitched almost exclusively with the JV a year ago. Call, strike three on the outside corner. Balmer sees three pitches and is on his way back to the bench. He's the first out here in the first inning. Lights are on at Simon Field. We're figuring we've got, what, probably another half hour, maybe a little bit longer of daylight. Then the lights will take over. Braden Descharmes, left-handed batter, takes strike one. So Josh Hopkins has been pounding the strike zone early, throwing nothing but strikes here. Evergreen shift a little bit over in the infield for the left-handed bat. This ball is put in play. It's popped up. Right fielder's going back a couple of steps. A lot of time to camp under this. And there's the catch from Mitch Danielski. Two up, two down here in the first inning. Jake Busson to hit now. Again, because we never see Hudson. We see them once a year at most. They were not on the schedule last year. I'm assuming that Hudson is a pitching-rich team. Busson, who's hitting here, is number three hitter. He's not particularly big. Doesn't cut a big figure at the plate. Down low, just below the knees, ball one. Just be nice to see the Evergreens hit a little more. I mean, you know, what's been missing from the Evergreens cookbook so far? Offense. Fly ball, well hit. Left center field. Preston Miller going back. He's got a beat on it. It's actually the left fielder, Nate Langman, who calls him off and makes the catch. That's a three-up, three-down inning to start us off for our Josh Hopkins tonight. Hudson does not score. The Evergreens are coming up next on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com. Bottom of the first is on, and the Evergreens will try and play from in front tonight. Logan Von Berg is the starter for Hudson, and he's taking his warm-up throws. He's got kind of an interesting kind of a slinging motion, kind of a three-quarters delivery, holds that ball behind his shoulder, slings it towards home plate. Pretty good velocity. Here's the defense behind him. Ben Land is the left fielder. Landon Zuli is in center, and Brennan Ducharme is in right. Willie Balmer plays third base. Jake Busson is the shortstop. Braden Ducharme is at second base. And Owen Weege is the first baseman. Hunter Carlson will catch. And we're getting ready to go to work against Logan Von Berg, who's completing his warm-up throws now. Let's see what Kyler Soppy can do for the Evergreens. Kyler had himself a game against Stevens Point. The Evergreens had five hits, and three of them belonged to Kyler. Three for three, a single, and two doubles. 
In fact, one of the moments of suspense that we were hoping for that just didn't come in Wednesday's game is the Evergreens had a man aboard in the seventh. And the Evergreens needed a hit or a walk or something to get Kyler Sapi out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box in that seventh inning. And it just wasn't to be. So it sure would have been interesting on Wednesday night if Sapi, who was three for three, could have delivered a hit and made himself four for four. And, you know, again, just a small sample of at-bats for the season. Sapi going three for three makes himself 10 for 23 for the season and raises his batting average to 435. And, of course, the Hudson players bench and opposing pitcher know none of this. So they don't know that Soppy's big blue bat here is really as hot as you can imagine. Logan Von Berg ready to go, and Kyler Soppy looks to start the Evergreens off. First pitch for the bottom of the first is a little bit outside, ball one. Again, Soppy all year, good eye, gets himself on base a lot, and again now he's swinging the hot bat to boot. A ball and no strikes. Leg kick coming home. Well, that's a high strike. One ball and one strike. I think that's exactly the opposite. I think the first pitch in the sequence was closer to being a strike, called a ball. And then that one looked like it was oh, above the letters. One ball and one strike. Von Berg steps off the rubber and is going to go through the signs again with his catcher. Soppy looks down at third base coach Dave Langman. Nothing complicated here. Hit the ball. You're the hottest bat in the lineup. 1-1. One, one. Hit on the ground to third. Third baseman diving. Can't get it. Goes through to the left side. Hard hit ball and past Willie Baumer. So that's four for four in his last couple of plate appearances for Kyler Soppy. So that hot bat shows no sign of cooling off. Here's Nate Langman. Langbin pitched the first five innings against Spash and was DH'd for. Nate Langbin for the season is 5 of 19. Nate has been good with the bat, but we'll see if he's asked to sacrifice in this spot. Soppy's got a small lead at first base. The bunt is not on. First ball swinging, it's flied to right field. Got under it a little bit. Brennan Descharmes is there and makes the catch, and the Evergreens do not advance the runner. Right fielder. Mitch also hit safely against Spash. Danielski for the season, 4 of 12. So Mitch Danielski to hit from the right side with one out and one on. We're just underway in the bottom of the first. There's no score. Still a leg kick from Logan Von Berg. Strike one. Danielski taking. Yeah, Von Berg can probably get away with a little bit of that leg kick, even with a runner on base, because his delivery is still compact. He's got a quick release. Short lead for Sapi at first, and the 0-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. Danielski's over the top of that, and he's down no balls, two strikes. Again, Everest fans, if you're not here now, we expect to see you tomorrow. 
will start at 10 a.m. I don't know if we have to monopolize your entire game. If you want to come a little bit later, second game's at 3.30. Oh, two pitch. Kind of a sidearm delivery, different release point, but that's inside. One ball and two strikes. Yeah, the Evergreens will play Holman. The last time we played Holman over at their place, they were really good, but they threw a good pitcher at us. Holman has graduated some of their best players and are below 500, so first game could be winnable for the Evergreens and superior. I'll tell you about them in just a moment. One, two, curve, no call whether that's strike three or not. That's got to be a ball, stolen base. Kyler Soppy is going the throw. is over on the left field side. So at home plate, that was judged a ball, two balls and two strikes. That was a close one to take for Mitch Danielski, especially with the runner going. Two and two, and now there's a man on second. And the catcher, Hunter Carlson, play, uh, pays a quick visit to the mound. When I last checked on Superior, they had played only two games. Now, they may have played yesterday and may have played again today. So maybe they've doubled the number of games. That's still only four. That's not a lot of baseball for the first weekend in May. Two-two pitch coming here. So we'll see if Superior, when we play them tomorrow, has got some rust to work out. That's a foul ball, and Danielski stays alive at 2-2. Two two. Yeah, I've joked about this, but I'm serious. I don't think I could live further north than Wausau. I mean, if you go up to Rhinelander and Tomahawk, their winters are different than ours. And then there's Superior, where spring always... I mean, our spring came late. Spring always comes late in the Duluth-Superior areas. 2-2. Two two. Evergreen's bench chattering because they think that Von Berg moved that back shoulder. There's tipped into the catcher's glove. Strike three. Danielski is out. And that is the second out of the inning. Up to Brock Babish to see if he can pick up the run from second base. Two outs. Runner on second. I mean, this was the script against Spash two days ago. Evergreen's would have men in scoring position. Just with two outs, nobody delivered for the Evergreen's. See if Brock can change that right here. Coming home, first ball swing, and it's a bouncer to the shortstop. And the runner crossed in front of him. He lost the control of the ball. Everybody's safe. It's going to be an error on the shortstop. Although I get what happened. Kyler Soppy crossed in front of him, didn't interfere, didn't get in the way of the ball or the play, and the shortstop mishandled it. Runners on first and third, and the inning continues. For Chris Wiesman. Wiesman got himself a hit. In fact, he was the runner on base in the seventh when the game came to an end. <laughs> Wiesman takes an inside strike. Wiesman kind of bent his chest back like that was inside. No, sir. Again, this game's starting two hours late, so I would go up there looking to swing, put the ball in play today. First and third, two outs. The Evergreens' big lead at first base. Wiesman checks his swing, delayed steal. Runner is down, and they're going to score the runner from third. The Evergreens work the double steal, a delayed steal from first to second. And while the throw went down, Kyler Soppy scampers in from third to home. The Evergreens get their run and lead 1-0. Both are scored stolen bases. Delayed steal to second, and then on the throw down, the runner from third broke for home and was safe. 
0-2 to Wiesman. There's still a man at second chance to pick up another run. Wiesman bounced off the plate. It's up the middle. This is a tough play, and the second baseman can't come up with it. And the Evergreens are going to bring the runner all the way around to score another. Evergreens play from in front. It's 2-0. Now, that was hit behind the bag. I'm thinking a hit here. Jim Seckel, who's operating the scoreboard here, he's retiring, so he doesn't have to be friendly to anyone. That is a hit, an RBI for Chris Wiesman. 2 nothing Evergreens. Noah Shimalewski will now bat. The Evergreens have to be pleased as punch to have the early lead here. Two outs, now a man on first. First pitch is outside, ball one. So Soppy hits safely. Chris Wiesman gets the hit. And one error in the inning. There we go. Scoreboard now agrees perfectly with the way I see it, so that means if nothing else, we're wrong in the same way. That pitch just hit him. Noah Shimalewski will make his way down to first base as a hit batter, and with two outs, the inning continues. Here's Nick Cotter. Cotter was 0 for 3 on Wednesday night. Cotter is just as cold as they come right now. He's 2 for 21. And we know Nick Cotter is better than that, so in the second half of the season, maybe Cotter will get himself going at the plate. Two outs, runners on first and second, and here in the bottom of the first, the Evergreens already have two in. First pitch to Cotter, inside, ball one. I don't know where Von Berg fits in in the pitching scheme for Hudson. I mean, this is a non-conference game for them. So, I mean, is he a JVer or a younger guy? Curveball breaks in while Cotter was bailing out on that. Came back in and got the inside part of the plate. One and one. Chris Wiesman's at second. Noah Shimalewski's at first. And Nick Cotter trying to pick one of them up with a hit to the outfield. One ball and one strike. Fastball is down low. Two and one. Our home plate umpire, after some of the closer pitches, kind of steadies himself. We've got to make sure that he's not raising his hand to indicate strike. Keeping his hand down, indicating ball. It is two balls and one strike here. Coming home. Curve is down in the dirt. Three balls and one strike. Again, Von Berg's got to realize he's towards the lower part of the Everest batting order now. You probably want to challenge these batters and not be too fancy. A walk here would load the bases, and it's 3-1. and one. You know, Cotter's been so cold, I'd give him the green light to try and get yourself out of a slump by hitting here. So let's see if he gets to swing away at three balls and one strike with two outs. And he does. Hits it right back to the box. It's off the pitcher. Second baseman has it and flips to the shortstop covering. That's a force to end the inning. You know what? If the pitcher didn't get some of his body on that, that could have been up the middle for a single. Tough luck for Nick Cotter. The Evergreens get two hits. They benefit from an error. They work the double steal to perfection, and the Evergreens have two runs in. We'll go to the top of the second. It's D.C. Everest leading Hudson 2-0 on 93-9, the game.
top of the second, and the Evergreens have the lead against a really good Hudson team 2-0. Like that. Josh Hopkins, who I believe is an emergency starter for the Evergreens. Again, Brock Babish was going to start this game when we first arrived at the ballpark. And Hopkins retired the first three Raiders that he faced. Now he'll face four, five, and six in Hudson's batting order. That's Owen Weege, Brennan Ducharme, and Hunter Carlson. Brennan and Braden are the two brothers, both of the Ducharme boys. And of course, to make it a little more complicated, their names are similar. Lefty Brennan Ducharme, his first ball swinging, and it's popped up. This is on the infield. Shortstop, Wiesman just on the outfield grass. He's got it. So Weege sees just one pitch and pops out. Beg your pardon, that's Owen Weege who just popped out, and Brennan Ducharme will hit now. Ducharme's another left-handed batter. You know, that's what makes Hudson maybe a little bit tricky. This lineup is loaded with lefties. In fact, we've only had one right-handed batter so far. First pitch from Hopkins. Well, that wasn't his right release point. Goes right over the catcher Nick Cotter's head and goes to the backstop. Ball one to Descharm. Bounced off the plate and foul. A ball and a strike. wearing my Associated Press baseball cap today, and of course there's a story about that. One of my jobs at the radio station years ago is I had to negotiate the Associated Press newswire contract. That's outside, two balls and one strike. The nicest woman handles all the negotiations for the AP or the Associated Press, Carol Robinson. This ball is off the fist, up the middle. It's a hit for Brennan Ducharme, a one-out base runner for Hudson. First time that they have reached Josh Hopkins tonight. So on the day that we are going to hold the preliminary, the opening hello to discuss the contract renewal, in the mail arrives a box with the Associated Press stitched baseball hat inside. A bribe. And as me and Mrs. Robinson were speaking... Hunter Carlson who takes a ball. I told her that I know how expensive the contract is and I expected something better than a baseball hat. I suggested uh, maybe a hoodie or maybe a nice sweatshirt with the AP logo. And the next day, a hoodie and the sweatshirt arrived. <laughs> this is up high, two balls and no strikes. How did all of that end? Well, the contract was still too expensive and we switched to another wire surface. Waiting on a 2-0 pitch here. Breaks in for, no, a little high. Ooh, three balls and one strike. I was waiting for the indication of strike one, which did not come. So this is the first time that Josh Hopkins has to use the runner on base mechanics. Got a man on first and a 3-1 pitch, and he bounced that one down low. So Hudson's got a little something going here in the top of the second. Runners on first and second and one out. Five. Kyler Hovey now bats. He's hitting for the pitcher. Another indication that maybe the pitcher is not normally one of the starting, one of the guys in the starting rotation. Courtesy runner comes out for Hudson at first base. Courtesy runner Owen McCabe. That is Owen McCabe. Hovey is waiting on his first pitch. Evergreen's lead 2-0. Hudson is threatening here in the top of the second. 
Coming home high, ball one. Ducharme, who singled as the runner at second base, McCabe the courtesy runner at first. One out, force at any base for the Evergreens defense. 1-0 pitch. Hit on the line, foul down the third base side. Would have been danger if that went into the corner. Could have brought in two runs and tied this game. Instead, one and one. We're going to be more comfortable here in the press box when the sun sinks a little bit. Sun's in our eyes right now. That's fouled back, one ball and two strikes. Some of us have noted as the years have gone on that our eyes are bad enough. Hopkins can help himself here if he can get a strikeout. He's ahead on the count one and two. Hopkins comes set, checks that runner at second. No one's going, coming home that's outside. Two balls and two strikes. Hopkins looked like he may have overthrown a little bit there. Again, Hopkins warmed up pretty well. Not sure when he was told that he would be the starter, but when he arrived at Simon Field, he was not going to pitch today. 2-2. Bounced off the plate and foul. Runners were off on contact. Double play puts this uprising to an end. 2-0 Everest, but Hudson with first and second and one out. And the count has gone even two balls and two strikes. Hopkins to Javi. Josh with a long set. Now he's coming home. Curve and just fouled off what was a really good pitch. Javi was way out in front of that and just flicked it foul. Ben Land awaits on deck, assuming no double play here. Two balls, two strikes. And swing and a miss. That's strike three. Now, did he tip it? He tipped it. And catcher Nick Cotter, who's been like a walking mash unit all season, had that come up and hit him in the arm. Hmm. So after getting to two strikes, Hopkins has thrown two curveballs, and they've both been good ones but still has not retired Kyler Javi. Cotter's okay, ready to go. So we'll do 2-2 again. A Little bit high. Batter ducked under it, count goes full, three balls and two strikes. This has been a pretty good at bat for Kyler Javi. Battled back to a full count. He was down one and two in the count here. Fouled off a couple of pitches to get to this spot. Now the payoff pitch. Swing and it's popped up. This should be in play. It's behind home plate, foul ground. Nick Cotter near the dugout, reaching back. He got it. Nick Cotter. Yeah, the catcher, that's a tough look when you get near the screen. It's in that little well between where the fence begins and where the dugout ends. And Nick Cotter was able to stay with it and record the second out. And you know what? Pitcher Josh Hopkins was alert knowing that he had to cover home plate there. I mean, if the catcher strays far away, that runner at third could break and try and get home if the pitcher isn't covering. It's a race then between the runner and the pitcher to cover home plate. Now there are two outs. Still runners at first and second, and the first pitch to Ben Land is strike one. Get this third out, and the Evergreens will get out of the inning. 
with the shutout still intact. Coming home here, a little bit inside. Two balls, no strikes. I had that first pitch as a strike. It was not. 2-0. Oh. Well, Hopkins was a little bit better with his control in the first inning than in the second. This ball is hit to left field down the line. Foul. 2-1. and one. I mean, the difference probably is that Hopkins has to change the mechanics with runners on. So giving up that one-out single has kind of changed the approach for Josh Hopkins. See that a lot at the high school level. Nobody on full windup. A pitcher sometimes is more effective than when there are runners on base. Two-one pitch that almost hit him. Land hops back and now is ahead in the count. Three balls and one strike. See if Land has the green light to swing away here. I mean, you're looking for a hit to the outfield to bring in a run. A walk doesn't, loads the bases, but doesn't bring you that run in. 3-1 pitches up high, ball four. It's the second walk that Hopkins has issued this inning. There are two outs, but now the bases are loaded with Raiders. Got the number nine man in the batting order coming up here, Landon Zuli. Right-hander. Brennan Descharmes at third base. McCabe, the courtesy runners at second, and Land is over at first. And Josh Hopkins, he stepped off the rubber and then dropped the ball. No balk. <laughs> okay. First pitch here to Zuli. Strike one. Boy, with the bases loaded, first pitch, strike one. Sure just makes everything easier. Hopkins now looks in. Off-speed pitch. Fly ball to center field. Preston Miller, though, could pitch a tent under that one. Miller calling and catching. Hudson does not score and leaves the bases loaded. We'll go to the bottom of the second. It's D.C. Everest 2, Hudson nothing on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com. Bottom of the second is on, but the Evergreens looking to build on a 2 nothing lead. Our soon-to-be-retiring athletic director is managing the scoreboard and real estate, which I think is very, very impressive. Now, over at the palatial Conley House on Walsall's west side, I'll tell you the nicest thing that was a surprise that was left for us. The house had a wood stove. In the winter, we have loved the wood stove. Wyatt Miles to bat for the Evergreens, 8-9-1 and one in the Everest batting order to face Logan Von Burge. Gave up two hits and two runs in the bottom of the first inning. Wyatt Miles kind of due for a hit that's outside ball one. What's Wyatt done for the season so far? 
Six of 25, 240. Love to get a base runner on here to start the second. 1-0 pitch. There's a strike. Count evens at 1-1. One one. Wyatt pitched the 6th and 7th innings in the game against Spash. I think Wyatt's going to be pitching again this weekend as the Evergreens do have two games coming up on Saturday. Waiting on Von Burge's 1-1 one, one pitch. Leg kick home. Here it comes. Fouled off. 1-2 and two now feel a little bit sorry for the JVers. Did they actually wind up playing or not? I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Kennedy Park has no lights. So, I mean, they'd get in just one or two innings, then it'd be too dark to play. So some of the Hudson JVers, three hours on the bus before the breakdown. Wyatt Miles reaches and swings at strike three. There's the first out of the inning. Yeah, if you're just joining us, this game got underway, what, two hours and 20 minutes late because Hudson had bus problems. They broke down on Highway 29. In fact, we thank them for coming here and completing the trip instead of turning around and going home. Preston Miller to bat with one out and none on. At the knees, strike one to Preston Miller. Miller had the best defensive game of the year against Smash. Threw out a runner from center field on the fly. It was a great throw. At the plate, he's five for 19. Takes there, and it's just taken strike two. So Miller continuing the long line of solid center fielders for the Evergreens. Coming home here, just a little inside. That's close to take. One ball and two strikes. Kyler Soppy, Mr. All-American, awaits on deck. One-two pitch. Sidearms that one, too. I don't know why you're changing the mechanics or changing the delivery point when you're ahead. No balls, two strikes. I mean, maybe you're throwing something out of the strike zone trying to get him to swing. Both of those pitches were clear misses, and it's two balls and two strikes. See if Preston Miller can hang tough this at-bat. That's down low in the dirt. Three balls and two strikes. So the first two in this sequence were strikes, and then the next three are out of the strike zone. Full count. Soppy has been so hot, you just don't want anyone on base when he comes up. Line drives have been flying off his bat. 3-2 pitch, walked him. Preston Miller gets away from Logan Von Burge, and there's a runner at first. Kyler Soppy has... Four hits in his last four plate appearances. Started the game off with a single and scored the first Everest run. Now Kyler looked down the third base line. They're not going to possibly ask him to sacrifice here. He's too hot. You're not going to trade an out when someone's been hitting gappers, extra bases, and has speed. You know what? And Soppy looked like he was going to square when the pitcher came set. Let's see what the Evergreens are thinking here. Runner is going with a huge jump, and Soppy saw what a big jump it was and takes that pitch. Stolen base for Preston Miller, and it's ball one. Miller stole that on the pitcher. The pitcher didn't check the runner. Preston Miller knew it and, and was like three steps down towards second base before the pitcher was even into his motion. So now it's an RBI spot for the hottest hitter in the Everest batting order. 
already leading 2-0. Coming home, sidearm slinging strike. One ball and one strike. One out and a runner on second. Two big chances for the Evergreens to pick that runner up and build on this two-zip lead. Bomberg did indeed check the runner that time, held his look for a long time, and then throws the curve for a strike. One ball and two strikes. Soppy's going to make contact here. He's not going to strike out. And what's been kind of a strange at-bat, had that runner in motion on the first pitch. Laid off a curveball that just wasn't his pitch. And now a ball and two strikes. Down low. Bounces off the catcher. Runner will advance to third base. Wild pitch. Hudson now will bring the infield in at first and third. Well, that doesn't make sense. Why would you play the shortstop back or the second baseman back when there's no force? I think they're going to bring them a step or two in also. The count is two and two on Soppy. So, yeah, they're going to keep the infield back. I mean, any kind of contact is going to bring in another run for the Evergreens here unless it's hit right at the first or third baseman. Soppy fouls that back. Fought off a pitch that was up around the letters or maybe a little bit higher. Holman in at 10 a.m. tomorrow here at Simon Field. So no late fish fry for anyone here. We need you up early tomorrow morning. 2-2 pitch down low, and the catcher is hurt. That bounced up and hit the catcher in the wrist. Count goes 3-2, and two, but Hunter Carlson was banged pretty hard. That hit in front of the plate, came up and hit the glove part of Hunter Carlson's arm and wrist. Yeah, that's smarts. Quick visit to the plate, but Hunter Carlson will stay in. Sun just setting in the west to end this Friday afternoon and now early evening. A win brings the Evergreens back above 500. 3-2 pitch. Sidearm called strike three. Yeah, I think that was right. I think that pitch got the inside corner. Kyler Soppy has struck out. Two down. Here's Nate Langman. Left fielder, 33. Nate Langman. Yeah, I mean, Logan Von Berg looks a little bit tricky when he delivers almost sidearm that he drops down in his release point. Just it's not always the same spot. Two outs with a runner on third, an RBI spot for Nate Langbin. Checked his swing, judged a little bit low. That was a pretty good pitch. Good for Nate to lay off it. I guess it was a little bit below the hollows of the knees. Ball one. Preston Miller over at third. He's there via a walk. Bounces away from the catcher not far enough. Called a strike. Went off the heel of the catcher's mitt. One and one. 
Yeah, Nate Langbin has been DH'd for some time, so he has fewer plate appearances. Langbin for the year, 5 for 19. He's not pitching today, he's playing left field. Already has an assist out there. 1-1 one, one pitch. There's the sidearm strike, 1-2. and two. Looking for contact here with two outs. The infield plays back, even though there's a runner on third base. Set. And the pitch. That is outside. Two and two. Von Berg slows down a lot when there's a runner on base. I mean, most high school pitchers work at a pretty, pretty good pace. Von Berg is kind of slow in between pitches, and then when there's a runner on, the pace of the game seems to slow to a crawl. 2-2 pitch. It's a breaking ball that's fouled away. Langman did a good job staying alive there. Mitch Danielski will get a chance to hit if Nate can keep the inning going. I'll tell you the Nate Langman late lunch story. Maybe when we come back in the top of the third inning. Bottom of the second here, waiting on a 2-2 pitch. And this is served to the second baseman. Played on one hop, over to first, and the inning is over. The Evergreens leave a man on third and do not build on their lead. Two innings complete. Everest 2, Hudson nothing on 93-9, the game. Josh Hopkins ready to go to work in the top of the third. I'm Chris Conley. He'll face the top of the Hudson batting order, one, two, and three, who went down in order back in the first inning. See if they have a little better luck second time through the lineup. So again, this game started more than two hours late, and some of the Everest players just kind of scattered while waiting to get something to eat. Well, I mean, think of what's available around Simon Field. You couldn't go to Pizza Ranch. You, you wouldn't hit and run or steal a base if you were loading up there at the salad bar. No, no way to do that. There's Wendy's and Burger King. That would sit in your tummy like a rock when game time comes around. So one of the players' moms got one, two, three, 20 boxes of chicken nuggets. One, two, three chicken nugget boxes from the Golden Arches. Nate Langman bounced out to end the last half inning was one of the people eating the chicken nuggets. Here's Willie Balmer to lead off. Just below the knees, ball one. So I'm chatting with Nate in the dugout, and I say, you know that McDonald's grinds up the chicken, so that there are many chickens in that chicken nugget. It's not just one chicken. Up high, two balls and no strikes. I said, you know, when you guys have 60 chicken nuggets, you could be eating 800 different chickens for all you knew. And then suddenly Nate seemed not all that interested in finishing his meal. Here's a line drive down the left field side. That is foul. Two balls and one strike. If you watch those weird food channel or food network programs, you'll see 
the chickens kind of get fitted into the McDonald's mold. That's how the nuggets are shaped to one pitch. This is popped up. It's going to be in play. It's on the infield. Uh, going back now and drifting, and it blows foul. Caught. Caught? Caught. See, that part of left field is the one part that we just can't see all that well, and there's Nate Langman, Mr. Chicken Nugget, who records the first out. Thank you, Nate. It was in play. It was foul, but he could there you go. Braden Ducharme will hit with one out and nobody aboard. Pitch a little bit high. Ball one. Play in the top of the third inning. The Evergreens are leading Hudson 2-0. A Hudson team that's 10-2 this year. 1-0 pitch. That's up high 2-0. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder how things are for Hudson. I mean, they were just stuck on the side of the highway. For the better part of two hours, it sounds like. You know, if so much of playing baseball is routine, you arrive at the ballpark at this time, you take infield this time, bounced back to the mound. Pitcher's got it. Josh Hopkins flips over to Noah Shimaluski at first base, and there's the second out. Yeah, certainly everyone's routine, home team and visiting team, have been thrown off. Hudson didn't get any time in the batting cage. Got off the bus, took a very quick infield, and then we're ready to play. Two outs and none on. Here's Jake Busson. Flight out to left his first time up. One of the few right-handed bats in the Hudson lineup. Josh Hopkins' first pitch bounced off the plate. To the shortstop. Picked on a short hop from Wiesman, and the throw is safe. The throw was low and dug out by Noah Shimaluski, but not in time to get that lead runner. It's an infield hit. Two outs. First baseman, Owen Wedge. Yeah, Wiesman was moving back and played a short hop. His throw was short hopped over to first base and didn't get there in time. Owen Wedge to bat now with two outs and a man on first. Water for me, please. The one water that's up here, I believe, has been here for several games, and we have a healthy, healthy respect for it. Waiting on a 1-0 pitch. Curve stays a little high. Two balls, no strikes. Weege popped out to the shortstop, Chris Weesman, on what turned out to be a pretty difficult play. Weesman had to go back onto the outfield grass and go all the way near the third base line to get that out. Strike there on the inside corner. Believe we're at two and one? Yes, sir. I'll tell you what, Josh Hopkins, you love to see improvement from one game to the next, from one start to the next. He's pitching much better here. Runners going. His hit and run was on, and it's fouled back. Two balls, two strikes. trying to judge if that went right over the press box and then hit one of the cars out there. That didn't hit the 93.9 Lamborghini, did it? Better not have. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs. And that is inside. Count goes full. Weege is the cleanup batter. And after getting the first two outs, Jake Busson gets the infield single. He's at first. 
Ouija's job here is to move him around. Runner is going, pitches outside to walk anyway, and the inning continues with runners at first and second. It's the third walk that Josh Hopkins has allowed against one strikeout. Brennan Ducharme. Again, Ducharme's probably the shortest kid in the lineup here for Hudson. Hudson in the royal blue with white pants and white numerals. Actually, it's a pretty simple but a pretty good look for a baseball team. First pitch, strike one. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Good to see Josh Hopkins working from in front here. Looks in, long wait. Coming home at no balls and one strike. Curve is bounced up the middle. Shortstop's got it. Steps on the bag, and that brings the inning to a close. Chris Wiesman sure-handed in the field. Hudson gets a hit and a walk, but does not score. We'll go to the bottom of the third. It's D.C. Everest 2. Hudson nothing on 93.9 The Game and everything evergreens.com. Welcome back to Simon Field, and even though it's been a late start, you know what? There are no complaints this evening. The Evergreens are leading. It's a nice night. Just a little bit cool before when the wind was blowing. If anything, the wind has died down. Just a few high, thin clouds. Just a pleasant evening for baseball. In fact, I think it's probably going to be colder tomorrow morning when we arrive for the 10 o'clock game than it is right now. Temperatures will be down in the 40s later tonight. You see what the weather's going to be like tomorrow? By the time we get into the afternoon, upper 60s, maybe 70 degrees. That'll be nice. And next week, summer-like temperatures. We're going to be in the 70s, too. As we look ahead to next week, the Evergreens have three more games during the week. They'll play at Wisconsin Rapids on Tuesday. They'll host Wisconsin Rapids on Thursday. And then they have a Friday game here at Simon Field. Lakeland comes visiting. Here's Mitch Danielski struck out his first time. Danielski's batting third in the Everest order today. 2-0 Everest and a chance to build on it. At the knees, strike one. That's a good pitch for Logan Von Burge. Velocity was good. Kept it down in the zone. That's where he wants to be. Leg kick and coming home. Sidearm changed the release point and Danielski swings and misses. Yeah, Mitch was thrown off a little that that release was different than he saw on pitch one. Both are strikes and he's down in the count 0-2. Danielski, two strikes, line drive, center fielder dives for it and cannot get it. It goes by him. It's going to roll to the wall. This is at least a triple, maybe an inside-the-park home run. Danielski doesn't run particularly well. He will lumber into third base. 
You know what? Landon Zuli, the center fielder, he laid out and dove for that. But you know what? If you dive and don't come up with that ball, you've got to be back up on your feet and chase it down to the wall. Zuli stayed down, and his right fielder had to come all the way over from right to center. Mitch Danielski has himself a triple. And again, trailing by two runs, maybe you play that ball in front of you and give up a single instead of giving up the leadoff triple. Here's Brock Babish in an RBI spot for the Evergreens. Infield plays in, Babish swings and misses. Brock's a frustrated batter right now. Started him off with a curveball. He was way out in front of it at a pitch down in the dirt. And Brock said something to himself. Wanted to be more disciplined at the plate. Maybe a little frustrated, too, that Brock was going to be pitching tonight. I think we'll see him tomorrow instead. 0-1. That's outside. One ball and one strike. Mitch Danielski, a triple on a ball that Landon Zuli, the center fielder, dove for and did not come up with. It's the Evergreen's third hit off Logan. And Brock Babish looks to pick him up. One and one. Curve breaks in for strike two, a ball and two strikes. Brock Babish has been stuck on seven hits for a while. He's due. Seven of 19 for the season. Von Burge comes home, and that is called strike three, breaking ball at the knees. All off-speed stuff to Brock Babish, and he's the fourth strikeout victim. Here's Chris Wiesman. Wiesman hit the ball hard to the left side, got himself a single first time. Looking for an RBI here. His single back in the first brought in a run, so why not two? Long set coming home. That's down low, wild pitch. Gets away from the catcher, bounced off the plate, and the run will come in from third. So the Evergreens will take the run any way they can. No problem there. Bases are now empty, but it's 3-0 Everest. Bounced right off the plate, and the catcher couldn't handle it. So Wiesman continues his at-bat, one ball and no strikes. The bases are now empty with the run in. Just below the knees, one ball and one strike. Two balls, no strikes. 2-0 and here to Wiesman. So Wiesman has now hit safely in his last two games. See if he can get another. Outside corner, strike, two and one. Yeah, I get the feeling that Logan Von Burge is not one of Hudson's regular starters. That's a challenge for a lot of high school teams. Your best pitchers have to pitch in your conference games. Outside corner, strike, the count evens at two and two. So, I mean, the teams that really rack up the wins have a good third and fourth pitcher, pitchers that can at least keep them in games, give them a chance to win. 2-2 pitch, off-speed, swing, and a miss. And Chris Wiesman has struck out. First baseman, Noah Shimaluski. Noah Shimaluski will bat. He was hit by a pitch his first time up. 
And you know what? The diving play that Landon Zuli, the center fielder, didn't come up with is looming big in this inning. The Evergreens would not have that extra run, and it would be a 2-0 instead of a 3-0 game if that was played on a hop. I mean, I get it. If you're playing center field, your, your instinct is to try and make the spectacular play. But there's no one behind you if you dive and miss. Outside, ball one to Noah Shimaluski. Left-handed bat, strike at the knees. One ball and one strike. The sun has set over the horizon now. Still have a little bit of daylight left. In fact, pr probably your favorite time of early evening. A little bit of help from the floodlights here at Simon Field. Very pleasant night. Over the top of the breaking ball, a swing and a miss. One ball and two strikes. Logan Von Burge, after giving up that triple, has a chance to strike out the side and bring the inning to a close. Coming home here, that's low. Two and two. If the inning continues, Nick Cotter will get a turn at bat. Here is the 2-2 pitch inside, turns Shimaluski back, and the count has gone full. You know, um, Noah from the left-hand side looks a little bit uncomfortable against Logan Von Burge. You would not want to lose him if you're the opposing pitcher. But now the count has gone full. And Logan's got to throw a strike here. Fastball, that went off his bat. No, hit him, went to the backstrap. Regardless, ball four, Noah's aboard. The inning continues, and Nick Cotter will hit. Catcher, Nick Cotter. Yeah, I'm thinking that that was ball four. Not sure if it hit him. Sure didn't hit the bat, or else he wouldn't be there at first base. So the inning continues for Nick Cotter, who hit into a fielder's choice his first time. Courtesy runner coming on for the Evergreens. Caden Kreitlow comes out to run. Caden came in to play first base on Wednesday. Not a starter, but came in during the game. Gets a chance to run the bases here for Nick Cotter. Up high, ball one. You get runner on, so suddenly Logan Von Burge is a slow, deliberate pitcher. Throw over to first base. Runner's safe. Close. You know, what would be a reasonable goal for the Evergreens? I mean, Hudson... Of the three teams that they'll see over the next two days, Hudson's the most accomplished team. If the Evergreens win two out of three tonight and two more tomorrow, I think they'd be very happy with that. If you beat Hudson, Hudson has done more than the two teams coming in tomorrow. Could the Evergreens post three wins this weekend? You'd feel super good about that. Down low to Nick Cotter, two balls and no strikes. Again, Holman, the 10 o'clock game tomorrow is below 500. And Superior just hasn't played a lot. When the Evergreens last played Superior, you have to go back three seasons. We played there in a playoff game. Runners going, hitting runs on. Swing and a miss. Throw down to second. Safe. Delayed call because the second baseman tried to swipe tag there. Brandon Ducharme 
had the courtesy runner Caden Kreitlow go right by him. Two balls and one strike back at home plate. I'm not sure how many stolen bases Caden Kreitlow is going to have all season, but he's got one there. Two and one with two outs. So now it's an RBI spot for Nick Cotter. The Evergreens have worked that runner into scoring position. The runner's on via a walk, and the walks always hurt you. Reached out, served into center field. Second baseman going back and makes the play behind the bag. Braden Ducharme did a good job not giving up on that. If not, his center fielder was too deep. It was going to fall in front of him. Ducharme, the second baseman, catches the soft fly behind the base, and the Evergreens leave another man in scoring position. But Everest picks up a run on Mitch Danielski's triple. He came home on a wild pitch. Three innings complete, and our new score, it's D.C. Everest 3 and Hudson nothing on 93-9 the game. 